Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Christina. And this is our podcast, Let's Shoot a Fat. We talk about international student experiences, navigating the challenges of young adult life, and other fun topics like favorite movies, books, or songs. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get into today's episode. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Oh God, I need to introduce. Okay, <laughs> so today we're going to talk to a special guest. We're going to talk to Bran, but mm-hmm. more on that later. And first, the weekly recap. Yay! It's <laughs> <laughs> like faith. Fake, fake excitement. <laughs> but it's it's weird to record again without headphones because I've gotten used to it at this point and now it's really weird to that's me. That's true. Something right? feels off and it might be that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe that's that. But let's see what we've done in the last week. All right. Well, we we recorded on Thursday because on Friday I went to Frankfurt, Germany. Mm-hmm. Frankfurt? Frankfurt? Yeah. Sure. Frankfurt, um, Germany for a work trip. We were at a marketing convention there, my company, and I went there to help out basically. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of work. But it was a lot of fun and it was nice to meet because, I mean, I work online for the most yeah. part. So it was really nice to get to spend some time with my coworkers. And I got to meet some coworkers actually I'd never met before because they're not from, they also don't work in the office themselves. I don't want to be like this. So I've decided I'm going to, I hope the sound will be okay. Christine but. has just changed position. Okay. And um, so that was really nice. It was a nice mm-hmm. trip. It was very exhausting, but it was very nice. And yeah, I got to go to Frankfurt, which I didn't see much of the city. On the day of my flight back home on Monday, mm-hmm. I tried to walk around a little bit, but I don't know. It was rain. It was rainy. It yeah. was, I was with my suitcase. It was annoying me. So I walked around <laughs> a little bit, but I was like, I'm just going to go to the airport and eat, eat some food. Okay. So, okay. So yeah. I didn't see much of the city. No, no. We. I was just kind of... Like, our hotel and the convention center was in the one area of Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. And we would also get dinner in that, like, area. So I saw that area a bit, but nothing else much. Probably not the prettiest sites. Like, I didn't see okay. any of the touristy places. But, I mean, the main goal was the convention. For so sure, for sure. Yeah. And I went on Thursday. I went to the center to see the lighting, the event of the light, lights being turned on. <laughs> and this is really weird how i'm like holding it but it's better (laughs) um and i think it was supposed to be at seven something like that i don't know so i was like i planned the whole thing you know i planned to be there maybe like 15 minutes before seven so i wouldn't be late maybe i could buy a bubble tea on my way there then also sara wanted to join me so we went together and then we went to get the bubble tea we had like three minutes and i was like this is perfect because the the square where the light where the tree was supposed to be lit up was like right next to the bubble tea place well no it wasn't my brain failed failed me once again and for some reason i thought it was plaza de españa right it was supposed to be at plaza yeah. de españa and i was at Plaza Mayor. Yeah. And I just like something didn't click in my brain and I like didn't connect it. So and then I was like, no, we're not gonna make it. And that like the Plaza de España was supposed to be the main 
um, event where the fireworks were and the, the main like tree, the real tree actually. Yeah. It was the only real tree. Yeah, no? I think so. And I wanted to see it because I didn't see it last year. The story is really sad. <laughs> it is. And so then we just went to the Plaza Mayor because there was like a fake tree, but it was being lit up as well and like a bunch of like ornaments around the square too. So I was like, well, we don't have time. Well, we could have had time. <laughs> we could have gone to Plaza de España like five times because... Once again, I forgot that Spanish people are late, you know, they just, they don't have to be on time. And the trees and everything lit up literally at 7.35. Like yeah. we're standing in front of the tree, like waiting, everybody with their phones on. And then after like 10 minutes, everybody just gave up. And then I feel like at 7.20 to 7.25, they just, it just like blinked. It turned on and off in like two seconds so people people were like whoa <laughs> you know <laughs> you're welcome for the representation <laughs> i mean pretty accurate i saw the videos it's pretty accurate <laughs> and this happened twice and then finally at like the 7 35 as i said they finally turned it on but i was really sad because i could see like the fireworks like i could hear them and i could see kind of like the colors in the sky but i didn't see the actual fireworks mm. so i was really sad that i missed it so then we just like walked walked around when the lights were already turned on which was fine but i was really sad because i was really excited you know i would like yeah. i made it into this whole thing but i always have next year and hopefully the year after that <laughs> what do you mean hopefully <laughs> well if you know nothing changes <laughs> true true yeah oh i forgot one thing about my frankfurt trip mm -hmm. which was that i was in switzerland I was home for 40 True. minutes. It was the weirdest thing because somehow my boss couldn't find a flight from Frankfurt to Madrid, mm -hmm. like a direct flight back. So I went from Frankfurt to Switzerland, Switzerland to Spain. Mm -hmm. So I landed in Zurich. I was only there for like 40 minutes, got another plane, left again. And it was it really messed with my head. Yeah, I we talked about this. Like I couldn't. I don't yeah. think I could do it. Like if I because especially with landing in Prague now, I have like every time I landed, mm -hmm. I cried because I was like, yeah. oh, my God, you know, like it's I'm here. I'm home. And I can't imagine like kind of going through that but not actually yeah. because i wasn't there to stay no because normally that's the moment when you're like okay now i'm so close to seeing mm -hmm. my family so close mm -hmm. to seeing my friends like and i had to be like no lauren you're just you're just gonna get on another yeah. flight and go back to madrid but in the end it was fine mm -hmm. it was just for a moment my brain was very confused yeah yeah, yeah. i can imagine but yeah fun fact <laughs> <laughs> and then during the week i had my last two pilates classes of this semester mm -hmm. and i don't know like for how long it's gonna be my last class because we're figuring out what we're gonna do in the next semester now because the pilates classes don't work with our schedule for the next semester because it's gonna be changed once again mm -hmm. um but we have like some different options and we're kind of thinking about those now so i don't know but it was kind of sad you know on yeah. a wednesday when i was and it was actually like a really good class. Both of those classes, Ugh. not that the previous ones weren't They're good, but these good. are like especially like, yeah. I was like, I want to stay here. I want to come next week, you know. And I could have gone in December too, but I would, we would miss kind of a couple of classes because we would go home earlier. Plus, you know. And now if, even more. Now we'd also miss yeah. the Monday one because they scheduled that till the evening. Oh, know? true. True. Yeah. 
So we would just move. That's why I That's thought, why I was then like, okay, I'm definitely yeah, not going to summer. Yeah, because you were like considering, you were like, we wouldn't miss as many classes. Yeah. But I knew that we would miss already almost half of them. Plus, if something else would come up as yeah, it did. So exactly. then I was like, I don't want to spend the money on it if I don't go to half of the classes. And plus, I can use this time to like study and maybe go for walks and do something else. So it just wasn't, wasn't worth it for me for the summer but it was really sad because i just i love the classes how how the teacher like how she does it and how they always talk i learned new things in there yeah Yeah. because last time they were talking about this like medalla i don't know like the um metal metal yeah um that seniors get like older people i think people over 65 and you can just like press a button and the ambulance or like doctors will call you yeah it's like if you fall down or something you know and you don't have your phone with you or you don't have to like press you just press one button that's really good and they were talking but (laughs) the thing is that like somebody called our instructor's mom because she like goes to the classes as well and she was like well i don't want it i'm not that old and you know they had a whole discussion about this they also had a discussion about the public transport card because they if you're over 65 you have like a special one too but they were saying that it's only an insult because the prices don't change you just yeah that's what they said apparently so you just like have a card that shows to everybody that you're old how weird i always thought it was cheaper again i thought (laughs) you had the homen which was when you were younger then you had to go through the terrible phase of me too in the middle wow maybe maybe it's now because of you know how they're doing weird things with the prices and Discounts. Oh, they made it cheaper for the young ones. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know, but that's what they were saying. So nice. you know, I learn a new thing yeah. every yeah, time. Yeah, honestly, and I love it. Yeah, but maybe I'll, I'll. We'll see. We'll figure it out. For sure. And the radio it was a big radio. thing. Radio. Oh, week. I was also editor for the this week's news program, mm-hmm. as we already said in the past episode, and it was a lot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> for me personally um it was it was quite difficult it was quite challenging was it more challenging that you thought it would be despite what we've like told you i had higher hopes okay (laughs) let's put it that way (laughs) (laughs) i had higher hopes um and then it was very difficult to coordinate everybody and Mm -hmm. everything you know um but we managed it was really sad because then the day before the news program, I yeah. spent the entire night throwing up mm-hmm. and I woke up in the morning just feeling like I was going to faint every second or <laughs> throw up again. So then I didn't go. So I didn't get to see the final, I mean, I Product. don't know, masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was really good. Like, especially don't in comparison to us because we were on first. Oh, really? <laughs> it was really bad and then you came on and i stayed there with laura to see well she forced me again thank you laura <laughs> and in comparison to oh, us okay, it was really good because i heard like sarah and paula sent me voice messages mm-hmm. and they were talking about like the the breaking news and mm-hmm. everything that they had to do and it sounded like pure chaos i mean they ended the voice message with, it was good, we got an A+, plus, but everything else sounded like a freaking No, they, were, they did really well. Okay. Like, like, as I said, in comparison to what okay. I saw and experienced in our group, because our group, I mean, our editor was, I would say, almost non-existent. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily know exactly what she did, but I asked 
around, you know, I asked mm. certain people and she maybe corrected a few pieces, but it's just, I don't know. Like when we were, per- the script was a mess. Like oh, let's really? start with that. We worked on it for so long. The texts were weird. We had to rewrite certain things. And that's why I was like, did she correct any of this? Yeah. Because she is like language was her na- like native language. language was her native language. English. <laughs> English was her native language. So I was like, this doesn't sound like it's been corrected. Yeah. And then some headlines were missing and I was so confused. Then in the middle of the whole thing, we realized that we don't have someone's piece and oh the editor God. knew it and she just didn't say anything and like a lot of these things. And then I remembered that the teacher was saying that once we're doing the battery of briefs, we're supposed to have like a background music. Mm. So I messaged him like, do you remember this? Like, are you working on this? And she's like, oh my God. Or I said it to the producer because the editor wasn't even communicating. Like mm. we were in the group chat. She wasn't responding. Same with the Same with the Google document. She just like jumped in there for two seconds and she left didn't say anything so in the end us two hosts and the producer we like basically saved the whole thing i don't want it to sound like bad from our point like mm, like pretentious yeah yeah but it was just a mess but also the night before yeah 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 but i would maybe like squint my eyes like about this but then in the studio like we didn't have sound bites that we were supposed to have. So like we would introduce it with Laura and then nothing would be oh playing. And so I would be like, oh, sorry, we have some technical difficulties. But oh like for God. half a minute, I was like, what am I supposed to say? No, so then poor Saf would be running in and out and telling us like what's going on. And then she would put her phone to, like to the microphone. So we would play the piece because she would find it somewhere. It was a whole thing. The technician work also because she did it for the first time. And it was also a little bit of a mm. mess. So in the end, I was just like, it was awful. Like we introduced some things multiple times because we would be jumping from one thing to another, you know. And then the breaking news, it wasn't actually a problem. Like everything else besides the breaking (laughs) news was the problem. But And like your group was fine. Like you, I mean, Sarah was really stressed out. She was like running in and out. But she made it work really well. Okay. So. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> that took everything out of me this week. But yeah, so that was another thing. And then, yeah, I was feeling terrible on Friday. So I don't know what the hell is going on. We're really documenting my sick, my illness as well here True. on this podcast. I hope you appreciate that. <laughs> and I don't know, anything else? I, I mean, started studying a bit yeah, for Yeah, I've just like, started preparing yeah. to study. But I feel like, no, we just had, like, our last couple of classes. Yeah. That would, that was also weird. I mean, it made me happy, but at the same time scared because I know exams are coming. And at the same time weird because it just seems like yesterday when we went yeah. to those classes for the first time. It's really blowing our mind. The right? passing of time is really, yeah. <laughs> no, it's insane. Oh, we also had the Christmas cooking class. Oh, my God. Baking, baking. Baking. <laughs> Baking. <laughs> Baking class, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was supposed to be on Tuesday, and then they moved it to Wednesday. Wednesday because of things that were out of their hand. They were absolutely <laughs> not out of their hand. It was just bad planning. But that was a lot of fun, yeah. Paula came too, because I think with the top it was only five euros. Mm-hmm. 
So the three of us went, and that was a lot of fun. I mean, again, I didn't do much, but <laughs> we got some nice. We did cookies, some orange, orange ginger, ginger cinnamon, cinnamon cookies, then some chocolate cake, and these like chocolatey bowls mm-hmm. thingies. Truffast. I feel like there's a word for it in English too. Me too. But chocolate I'd... truffs. Truffles. Truffles. I feel like that might be it. If not, sure. we're sorry, but I feel like it might be. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So for the main topic, we have Brienne, as we said in the beginning. Yeah, so hi, Brienne. Hey. <laughs> you just want to quickly introduce yourself, whatever yes. you find relevant. I'm Brienne. <laughs> I'm 32 years old. I've lived in Spain for nine years, and I was born and raised in New York. Oh, so I'm a foreigner, know. but older than you guys. <laughs> Christina's like, oh, really? <laughs> that's going to be a recurring. Yeah. Yeah. Today. That's why I'm here, girl. Okay. So, so you studied abroad in England, correct? Yeah. yeah. And then you came to Spain for your master's to Madrid. Uh, opposite. I went to England for my master's and Madrid for my PhD. Oh, okay, okay. I'm fair enough. It's also, you spent a long time in England. Oh, master's is only a year. I don't know how long it is here. But no, because I was expecting like three months. No, no, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, okay. I, I lived in England for a year, then moved to Texas, long story, and then um, went back to England. So I've okay. lived in England for two years, okay. not consecutively, and then Spain for... Okay, I think the Texas in the middle confused me. Yeah, no, fair enough. It confused me as well. That's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> fine. <laughs> And why did you decide to move to both England and Spain? Oh, drama. So the first <laughs> time I moved to uh, England, it's because... Uh, <laughs> this is going to get so long. Um, no, don't A worry. guy I was engaged with um, or engaged to... Oh, wait. Now this is the time I say disclaimer. <laughs> um, disclaimer, English is not my first language. It's Spanglish is. So if there's a certain English teacher whose name I will say later on in the episode, so listen out for that, uh, wants to comment on my grammar usage or my lack of correct grammar, don't say anything. <laughs> It's fine. I know. We're good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway. End of disclaimer. Uh, yeah. End of disclaimer. Um, I, was in, I was in Texas, and I was engaged to mm-hmm. a guy. I was, like, 19. Oh. 17. Can't remember. And <laughs> between 17 and 19. Okay. <laughs> and he cheated on me, so I thought Texas was too small, mm-hmm. and I needed to leave the country. So, I signed up for... <laughs> But Texas was too small, so you left the whole country. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. No. <laughs> totally. Yeah, so I signed up for an Erasmus a year abroad. Mm-hmm. And uh, was I, I think I signed up like two days before the Erasmus program um, application mm-hmm. ended. That's going to be us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, got accepted. And so I went to England to escape <laughs> the first year. Okay. But it changed my life and now became a foreigner forever, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. And after that, you moved to Spain. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I went back to because this happened my junior year in, in university. Mm-hmm. So I went back to to Texas because I had to finish my university. I went to university in Texas. Maybe that makes more sense. <laughs> and um, then after a year, I loved England so much. So I went. Oh, I'm going to do my master's there. And so I applied for a master's program in a different city in England. Um, went there for a year, and then it's really difficult to stay without a visa in England, mm-hmm. even if you are American. Um, 
but immediately got offered a job here in Spain to do my PhD. And so I came here. Mm, Okay. Yeah. But was this your like destination country or was it just like random? This was my like, um, I got offered a job, might as well just kind of do it and see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, I was really stressed out, actually, the a, couple, a week before I got the offer to come here uh, to Spain um, because I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. <laughs> Literally breaking down. Like, typical breaking down while it's, I need a shower. I always need rain when I break down. So I was in the shower breaking down <laughs> <laughs> and didn't know what to do and then just heard the ping as like, typical movie thing here the ping of an email and and my phd my then my afterwards phd supervisor saying would you like to come to spain to do your phd here and i was like all right sorted <laughs> cool. nothing else to do yeah nothing else to do i'm good i'm grand <laughs> i'm i'm okay for the next however long it takes to do mm-hmm. my phd so it was really to not have to go into adulthood as quickly as i okay. would have to so yeah i came here just I mean, if it was in France, I would have gone. Okay. Yeah, it was just kind of random that Mm -hmm. I came here. But I stayed, so it's It wasn't too bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's not too bad. (laughs) PhD wasn't that long, so yeah. And why did you choose England in the first place? I'm obsessed with English literature. Okay. I was obsessed. Uh, My major in university is biology, but in the States, you can do minors. I actually Mm -hmm. don't know. I'm sure you can't do that in England. And you guys, uh, England, Europe... And you guys, you can, in the Czech Republic, you can. Mm, really? Yeah. You can yeah. do a major, like, yeah. anything else, right? Or I don't know if anything else. I feel like there are kind of, like, degrees that say, oh, so for this major, you can take this and this minor. Okay. But yeah, same I, thing. I, I don't know. In I've States? never studied in the University of the Czech Republic, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, you <laughs> but gotta, my sister, you gotta... I think, took it. So. Okay. Well, in the States, you can have a major that's biology and a minor that's, like whatever greek mythology which okay. was what i did <laughs> Just, I, I was trying to randomly come up with something and went nope that's what i did um so yeah i studied like greek mythology as like a, mm-hmm. a minor greek history because i was obsessed with it um i said english literature i know i'll be back at that um <laughs> but i was always kind of obsessed with jane eyre william shakespeare um uh jane eyre is not the writer charlotte bronte um jane austen is what i wanted to say mm-hmm. and so I just thought, I mean, in Harry Potter. So <laughs> let's be fair. That's the only reason I went. No, I really liked English literature. So I went and they speak the language I speak. So True. my Practical. second language, I mean. <laughs> and yeah, so so I moved to England. Just It was one of the universities they were also offering. It was like a sister school. Mm-hmm. And it would be easier, I think, transition wise to speak a similar language I speak. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> similar. Similar. <laughs> Not the same because they have an accent. Of course. <laughs> and they say. Some words are a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they say a lot of different words. Yeah. It took me a while to understand them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it, but it took me a while to understand <laughs> them. Yeah. Did you catch. Uh, did you. Yeah. Did you catch like some of the accent while you were there? And- I'm completely rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say I say things that they like in a bit. I've never said mm-hmm. in a bit, which is something they say a lot. Um I can say flat instead of apartment, which is what we usually say mm-hmm. in the States. Or in New York, I guess it depends on what, what city or what uh state you're from. Um I caught a lot of the things that they say and the way they say things, mm-hmm. but no. I pretend when I'm in Walmart back in the States that I do have an English accent because they don't know the difference, but no, I kind of walk around acting like I'm in Harry Potter, uh, but no, I wish okay. I did, mm-hmm. but I think my accent's okay, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'll accept it. 
And what was the most difficult thing, like, transition-wise, getting used to, well, first England and then Spain? Um, well, transition-wise, I guess it depends on where you are in your life. And I think you mm-hmm. guys kind of touched upon that because it was kind of like, how do you make friends in adulthood? And, yeah. ooh, <laughs> subject for another day, I think. <laughs> um, but when I moved to the uh, to England for the master's program, for, for, sorry, for my undergrad, a year undergrad, um, it was really easy because mm-hmm. they made sure I was on the same floor as first years. So even though I was a third year in the, okay. in the States, I hung out with first years and they took me to all the bars, like all the drama that happened with first years happens <laughs> with me. And I was in a floor that was like three English people. I want to say a Latvian guy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was or Russian. Um, <laughs> me american and a mexican uh girl and a chinese guy so we were a floor that was kind of international with english and i think it was really well planned to have people from different countries in with the first year and Mm -hmm. within yeah uh university students um so it was actually quite easy because i kind of went along with it i was up for anything new and i could drink (laughs) <laughs> in England. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. I was 20 when I went to England. So that means that I was engaged at 18, 19. Um, I was 20 when I went to England. So I couldn't drink in the States, but I could drink in England. <laughs> so I was like, Psh, easy. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, it was It was just, it, it felt like a dream. So I kind of stayed there. What about the moving? Like you have to like grab your stuff and move from one place to another. How did that feel? Was it easy or difficult for It you? was easy. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was really... Because I really wanted to go. Like, Okay. I, I really wanted to leave behind what I was leaving behind. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of fuel, fuel to fire to like, oh, I want to <laughs> go. So I just packed a suitcase full of... Yeah, a huge suitcase and was just like, right, I'm out. <laughs> and kind of, but once you, once you came to the other country, were you still feeling like that? Or was it like, oh my gosh, honestly, I felt here? I felt more stressed out moving from one apartment in Marasania here in uh-huh, Madrid uh-huh. to my apartment now, which is not in the center, more than I did <laughs> moving countries. Like, okay. it was, I was more stressed <laughs> out. I think because um, I know at the end of the day, wherever I go, it's me. Okay. That That's moving. Mm-hmm. And so moving items is not that bad. Probably the most stressful thing is the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I You guys probably don't have to do that, but there's a lot of paperwork involved if you're not European. Yeah. Um, we had to do very little, and that was already too much. <laughs> yeah, so, I was gonna say, it was yeah, that was already funny. very stressful. So, oh gosh, know. yeah, we have appointments. We had to do yeah. like, um, what's it called, like uh, the, fingerprinting, mm-hmm. and because your your biometrics is in your passport, they have to check to see that you don't have a criminal history in the states and federally um, in the in the whole country. Um, so yeah, it, and in both countries, <laughs> you have oh to do that. God. So it's just a lot of paperwork and waiting and. You have to have a certain amount on your bank account before you can move. Mm. Um, as a student, it wasn't that hard because uh, yeah. I was in the program. But if you're an adult moving to another country, you have to have a certain amount. On your, mm-hmm. And it's it's not like, you know, $300. It's like 5000 It could be between 5000 and 10000 euros, mm-hmm. I think, that you have to have in your bank account. Which, nowadays, yeah, who has? Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's quite difficult to move. But as a student, it, it's probably the easiest thing mm-hmm. um, to be able to do paperwork-wise. Mm-hmm. Not saying, like, you know, emotional-wise, yeah, yeah. but paperwork-wise. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think I left because I was just ready for a change. I was in a small city, and mm-hmm. I wanted to, in Texas, and I wanted to move to a different life. So, not that hard at all. 
Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting to see, like, from a different point of view. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I figured, yeah, I was like, I can make it more dramatic. <laughs> but no, it was actually quite easy. I think it was, it, it takes me, I, it might be a survival thing, but it takes mm-hmm. me, uh, quite a while to understand things, I think body wise and, and mentally that I'm in a different place. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing was just like survival, get to that country, get yourself sorted, get your apartment, get your work done. Um, and then once it settled, it's kind of like, Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> I have no one I know around yeah. me. So probably afterwards, but getting there was easy. Okay. It was not that bad. Easy ish. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Um, then for my, yeah, moving there for my master's was a bit different because uh, everyone was in a different walk of life and was kind of there only for their master's. And that's when I really realized the clicks that they do in the UK, where there's people that I became friends with and they they would never bring their other friends together with us. It was kind of like, this is my master's friends. These are my... Really? Youth. Yeah, mm. it was really weird. Like they would leave. I know I was I was hanging out with this one guy and we were good friends and he would be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go hang out with my university friends. I'm like, dude, take me. <laughs> why, why aren't I going with you? Like, it's just you and me hanging out. Can't I go? He's like, no, but these are my, you're my master's friends. These are my university friends. And I was like, that's so weird that he even like tells you this like to your face. Not only that he would like oh, live like, like that, but even all to the, say Another it. disclaimer, men are dumb. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's just didn't realize it or didn't notice it because it mm-hmm. was his city yeah maybe he was like it's normal yeah he didn't think that i wouldn't have that maybe mm-hmm. or he didn't think period <laughs> might be the <laughs> thing yeah <laughs> might be the thing but yeah no um it was very weird they weren't they were very clicky and very huh. much like these are my latin american friends these are my chinese friends and never never hmm. the two shall meet <laughs> yeah it's very odd um but then it, I, I mean my master's it was quite difficult. It was quite dark just because um, it was the first time that I was realizing I'm out of uni. I'm kind of having to figure out my life. I'm in a different country on my own, like, <laughs> because I wanted to. So it was a bit difficult, but um, I'm really glad I had that experience because I don't think I would be who I am, as cheesy mm-hmm. as everyone says yeah, that. Yeah. I don't think I would be who I am without that experience. Um, and it made moving to Spain a lot easier mm-hmm. um, because of the culture is so different and and nothing like the uk i mean mm. i still like the uk uh i like scotland <laughs> <laughs> brexit kind of made me not like them anymore but it's fine. when when somebody asks you about your like erasmus experience or i mean that program experience what is the one thing that you always remember or think of well see i see them as two different chapters so i'll just go with mm-hmm. my my undergrad my undergrad okay. i <sighs> I was gonna say drunk because uh, <laughs> I was really drunk all the time but it, it was it it was oh, it was just so much fun I just say yeah it was like mm-hmm. fun experience because I met so many different people I was exposed to different cultures I was finally kind of like traveling around England um and then later on traveling around Europe so I just say fun because okay. it's or and bright I mean there's just not <laughs> one word I had such a good time and then the opposite, the second time I went there, my master's, I would always describe it as dark. <laughs> really? <laughs> because Why? that was, it was the most stressful time for me. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do after master's because I felt like, I think I used my master's as like a placeholder of, okay, I don't have to be an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could just still study. Mm-hmm. And as it was getting 
closer and closer to me realizing, God, I have to figure out what I want to do with my life. Do I stay in England? I have to do the paperwork or I move back to the States, but I don't want to be in the States. Like I really don't want Mm. to. Um, And so it it was really dark because I was trying to figure out what to do with my life in that year and not really having anyone who understood that as well because everyone from the states is like oh we love it here mm-hmm. and come everyone back. yeah come back <laughs> like no <laughs> so yeah it was it was it was a bit stressful um but then I think that's why when I got the email to come to Spain I was like oh it's done sorted <laughs> so yeah it, it was just op- completely opposite completely different times of my life mm-hmm. I think and then the the PhD was just I think an added bonus of both lightness and darkness because now mm. I'm like oh, I'm an adult <laughs> I don't like this <laughs> but so far so good mm-hmm. yeah it's all right and what was the transition to Spain like odd because in England they're so f- like frío I was gonna say in Spanish they're so cold <laughs> mm-hmm. um they like they don't touch you and the thought of touch was so I don't know if you guys have had this experience here or if you know a lot of Spanish people here but they're very touchy And the first time I remember, I went to the building where I would later do my PhD and a guy touched the back of like the, my lower back. I was like, oh my God, he's so interested in me. Like uh, <laughs> he, he so wants to. And then I later realized he was just nice. <laughs> he was just Spanish. Yeah, he was just Spanish and, and a nice guy. And he was just kind of guiding me towards the elevator. Um, but that, that I, I instantly was like oddly afraid of touch when I got to Spain. So it became very odd <laughs> for me. And now I'm like the most, I'm the most touchy person ever. But when I first moved here, it, it was kind of like adapting to a different culture that I wasn't mm-hmm. used to before, that it wasn't my culture either. It's like a UK culture isn't mm-hmm. my culture. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't been to, to um, the States in a, uh, a year before that. So kind of wasn't connected with what was going on there. And then moving here where it's so different. It was just was odd <laughs> uh adapting that but that was the first thing i remember um that guy touching my back and me being like oh my god what does that mean and everyone going he has a girlfriend like he's he's not hitting on you oh okay that's amazing <laughs> whoops <laughs> yeah uh, but it's yeah it's it's different here than the uk so gosh it's just adapting i guess <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Again. Again. Yeah. Adapting again and just figuring out what's right and what's wrong in in the culture you're in. Mm. Uh getting used to the language because I would get used to forcing myself to understand an English accent because they have so many different ones. Mm-hmm. And then forcing myself to understand a southern accent in Spain, like a Spanish um southern accent is super difficult and i still don't understand <laughs> what they're saying so <laughs> yeah shout out to my people in the south <laughs> but where did you learn spanish or like what was your spanish level before you came here um i am <laughs> i was i love this because i'm i'm a huge mix of a lot of different things oh. primarily though my mother is dominican and my grandmother well oh. she's dominican and puerto rican mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, grandmother mm-hmm. is dominican grandfather is puerto rican uh so i grew up listening to it in the house but didn't really speak it. That's okay. why I say my first language is Spanglish because okay. in the house, up until I was like a year, maybe two, I only heard Spanish and probably also only spoke Spanish. Okay. But then I was taught English in school. So mm. reading and writing and speaking English, but only hearing and speaking Spanish. So 
I say things that are probably grammatically more similar to Spanish because okay. I grew up with that. Um, but yeah, so it, it wasn't that hard to learn it. It was actually hard to get used to how they say different things here because I speak Latino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one of the, the other things that happened when I was here, um, I said, se frizó mi computadora, mm-hmm. which is very Spanglish. It's like okay. my computer yeah. froze. Yeah. And the guy who's next to me was like, se frizó mi computadora? <laughs> what does that even mean? What are you saying? And I was like, se frizó mi computadora? I don't know how to say it in an easier way. And he's like, se ha congelado tu ordenador. And I went, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> that. Later realized that I wasn't speaking Castellano. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. speaking uh, Spanish, Latino Spanish. Mm-hmm. Then found out it's because my grandmother speaks that way. So it is not <laughs> even my fault. Because <laughs> she's always calling me on WhatsApp going, se friso, se friso. And I'm like, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it, it, it took a while to get used to, to the language, but easier than someone who had no yeah. base level of, yeah. of Spanish. Yeah. Much easier, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was able to speak it without criticism after nine years <laughs> still get criticism from my friends but yeah. it's i'm not gonna change my way of speaking spanish just for them <laughs> it's fine. i like how i say it so it's okay yeah that's cool but did you guys have know. actually you you and language well i'm pointing to lauren <laughs> True. just in case anyone is wondering uh yeah, sometimes I don't get... You don't even know German sometimes. No. No, I went to... When I went to Germany last weekend, they told me I spoke German with a Spanish accent. Oh, interesting. I mean, what the hell? But <laughs> Swiss German, I do speak. Yeah. Well. Well. But nobody cares about that language. That's the I thing. I do. When you speak it... Okay, whenever, yeah. we hang out, <laughs> whenever you hang out and you speak it, I'm like, oh, it's cute. But then <laughs> you just come over here with that nine that you gave me while you were sitting behind me earlier. So, I don't know. But I do know, like... Like your dad, Ian. I'm gonna sorry. Uh, just, just also a disclaimer, Ian. I'm saying your name, um, Ian. When when he would say things to you and be like, "How do you say this in German?" You freeze for the longest time. Oh yeah, I'm not good at translations. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I suck at translations. And um, I mean German, German, German. I'm not great at it. But also, Swiss German. It might not be like a direct translation, so you have to think yeah, how yeah, 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 yeah. you would think in yeah. that language. So. It makes sense that you freeze. I just chuckle every time because he's just like, do you even know? No. (laughs) And here I don't use it a lot. So, you know. We could. There's a huge German community here. Well, but German. Yeah. Swiss German. No, wait. There's a huge German community here? Swiss German? No, German. (laughs) But uh, why would I? Because I like Germans. (laughs) Now I'm turning this to something that could benefit. Yeah, yeah. This is something, I, I forgot about your interests. I started thinking about mine. Okay, okay, well. <laughs> I started realizing there might be a German community here. <laughs> Probably. No, but maybe they're Swiss Germans. You never know. Maybe. You got to Google it. Sure. I'll, I'll look that, into yeah, it. Yeah, look into so it. So I can practice a little bit. Sure. I can see just going out to hang out with them. Call me. No. <laughs> no. Call me if you Yeah, do. I'll let you know. Yeah. I'll chat with them. Yes. And you? I mean, I'm probably sure you, they've been asked this and you've talked about it, but... I mean, my first language is Czech, um, which is not very helpful in any other country, almost. Really? I mean, you know what? Here, I've realized it kind of is in certain parts of Europe, because every time, it's kind of a funny thing. Every time somebody here hears, like, Russian or 
um, like these kind of languages, they're like, oh, do you understand this? And I'm, most of the time I do, but it's really funny to me because now they just think that I understand everything, like in Russian, Polish. Is or, it, This is very naive because I have no idea about your yeah. language. It, does it have a similar base? Like, does it have a similar root? Yes. In? Oh, so yes. it's the same. It when, is. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, I would say maybe Spanish and Italian. Like there's a bunch of similar yeah. words. Yeah. Or French, like the romantic language. Yeah. You can catch some things. Yeah. Maybe not when it's spoken because French. Yeah. I was going to say another disclaimer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> French is, I've, I've, I was learning French. I still am learning French and I speak it, but, but mm-hmm. French it's like. Yeah. I was, used to learn French for four years, but that was in middle school and I don't remember anything. No. So yeah. I speak a bit for work, so I remember it, but yeah. I always criticize them for having too many letters in their <laughs> in their words that yeah. you don't say. <laughs> so That's quite, true. Oh yeah. my so god! Annoyed with it. <laughs> so annoyed. That's true. Does yeah, and then I learned English in school, and then Spanish in school as well. But I mean, Spanish. The problem is. Like, like you said, you are used to hearing it, or you were used to hearing it, but you didn't use it a lot. Yeah. And that's my problem. Like, we, we hear Spanish here all the time, right? But we don't yeah. almost speak it, because we're scared. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's a problem. Honestly, they're more scared of speaking, they, as in the Spanish people, mm-hmm. are more scared, they're more scared? I'm gonna, Ian? <laughs> Help. <laughs> they're scareder. They're scareder. <laughs> they're scaredier. No, they're they're more scared. I think is how you say it, of um, speaking English. Uh, so that when you attempt yeah. to speak Spanish, they kind of they really don't the thing say is, anything. I don't think anybody's gonna hate me if yeah. I don't speak Spanish well. It's just like my inner fear that I can't seem to get rid yeah. of. Yeah, that's why I bought alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bought wine, so we're gonna get that Spanish out of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Also. Within our group, we're already used to speaking in English. And so yeah. now I've even tried to use more Spanish or maybe like through messages. And I always like, it kind of shocks them because they're used to speaking in English. And so then I write a message and they're like, oh, I appreciate the Spanish. And I'm like, thanks. Well, you don't have to point right. it out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know. I understand that. I've had, I've had groups of friends where we speak only in Battery. English. Really? Yeah. Yeah, all of us, I think a common thing we have is Spanish and English, but we but you all, chose English we all chose English. Yeah, so when we change to Spanish, someone always brings it out like, wait, why are we yeah. changing Spanish? Um, well, I, technically, it would be normal. Yeah, because that's what we speak. Yeah. But I think there's also a difference of, I used to carp, uh, ooh, carpentalize, <laughs> is that how you say it? I'm going to say it with an accent so that no one can understand what I just said. Is it carpet? Uh, put them in oh. compartments. <laughs> Compartmentalize. Yes. It. Compartmentalize um, Spanish or used to because I only knew Spanish in the house or, mm-hmm. or like gossip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My family gossips. <laughs> um, so whenever something dramatic happened, it's like Spanish would switch in my head. And that's the only thing I can say when it's dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does. I don't speak it in English. I, I used to watch also a lot of telenovelas. Mm-hmm. Corazón Salvaje. Oh my God. So good. Uh, <laughs> it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so good love it <sighs> thinking about it <laughs> so good um but i grew up with that and so anything dramatic instantly in my head i i like have a spanish monologue mm-hmm. um i think that happens when you're hanging out with people as well like you so you associate a language with a certain activity so mm-hmm. for you probably you hear something in spanish and it might because you go to school sound very official <laughs> because it's what you hear in school and what you hear in things that you have to do for work, maybe. Um, I used to associate it with the home and then with friendship. But 
that's probably why that when we're in a group of friends and we all speak English, we associate, we speak it in Spanish. Yeah, just cause that could be it. We're associating it with friendship. Maybe. And yeah. English to me is very scientific. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a scientist, by the way. Um, <laughs> just, I didn't introduce any of that, but I'm a scientist. Um, and so it's very, like, science is very English. I would never say something in Spanish um, about science. Like, it, it's really difficult for me to uh-huh. say anything about science in Spanish. So, I don't know, I guess we do that. We separate things into hmm. languages. And that's why they found it so weird. Because you guys but, yeah, are yeah. English-speaking friends. <laughs> or yeah, speaking friends. I mean, my, like, my kind of quote-unquote strategy was to obviously speak English in the beginning because there were too many new things already. Like, I was in a new country and, like, with new people, blah, blah, blah. And then once I get more comfortable, maybe, like, transition to Spanish. But the transition never happened. And now we're, like, too used to yeah. English. Well, that might have been it. might have been you're already starting everything new. Why not just speak That's, a different language yeah. and instead of leaving it for... Girl, I'm like. the biggest procrastinator, so <laughs> I identify with you 100%. This isn't a comment on that. It's just saying maybe it would have been yeah. easier um, to just kind of go, everything's new. Yeah. Might as well just start speaking in Spanish. Um, but if you just go for it, honestly, I don't I don't think you'll get any criticism. There's fear, but... Yeah. Eh. No, I mean, we've never gotten criticism. No. They, like the opposite. There's no reason for right? us to. Yeah. 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 They're always yeah. like, oh, your Spanish is so good. Like, you don't have to be scared. And I'm like, I know, but I can't. <laughs> like, I don't know how to get rid of this fear. My thing with... Maybe maybe it's for this. My mm-hmm. thing when I'm speaking French, I fear speaking French, not because of the accent, because if I may say so myself. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty awesome. I am... No, I'm kidding. No, but I have gotten, like, positive things about my accent. However, it's... Me feeling like I won't be able to s- communicate what exactly. I want yeah. 100% in yeah. that language. And I fear mm-hmm. misunderstanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they will misunderstand me. So I don't speak in French. I flirt in French. <laughs> but I don't speak in French. <laughs> Huge difference. Um, but yeah, so that's why maybe. Maybe it's kind of like, oh, they won't understand. No, it is. It is for sure. Yeah. And it's like, once again, in the beginning, I was like... Okay, I want to use English so they can see my full personality, and then we can become friends. Right. But once we became friends, now, like, they know my personality, but I wouldn't be able to engage in those conversations if I had to switch to the other language. So, it's, again... I feel like I would... uh, Not that I have multiple personalities, because I know that's an actual... thing like diagnosis yeah. but i feel like i do have different personalities when i speak different languages like yeah. in spanish i feel like i'm much more nope sorry i just caught myself i'm silly when i'm both in english and spanish but <laughs> in spanish i think i'm sillier mm-hmm. um i'm not as funny I think, I think i'm funny in english and that's what i hate when they don't get that in spanish yeah, yeah. <laughs> like guys i'm hilarious but <laughs> they don't know this um but french i genuinely i don't know maybe it's because i've been watching so many french movies but i genuinely feel like i'm like a seductress when i'm speaking in french <laughs> it's so weird i all of a sudden go like very low and all of a sudden my fingers in the form of me holding a cigarette i don't <laughs> smoke I don't smoke, <laughs> but all of a sudden I like start physically changing when I speak yeah. different languages. So it's interesting that you said they won't see my personality because yeah. I'm like oh, every time I say I speak a different language, mm. I have a different personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I don't actually know which one is the real one. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah, midlife crisis. <laughs> oh God, who am I? Um, yeah. So, but it's, yeah, I think they'll catch your personality anyway because mm. you yeah. know. If you're speaking Spanish and you mess up or you're giggly, they'll be like, oh, she's happy. (laughs) She's a happy girl. (laughs) But yeah, it's different. Humor as well. I feel like humor is so different depending Mm, on the language. Mm, So, so difficult to be 
funny in Spanish. <laughs> I struggle. I struggle so much. <laughs> Guys, you don't even know. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's interesting that mm. um, the friendship dynamic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I like that. I no. mean, I do, but it's also difficult because, like you said, then you have, like, multiple personalities and, like, maybe you want to show this person this part of your personality, but you can because you can't speak this language mm. with them. Yeah, and I was going to also say, I, I don't think anyone has one personality. Um, hmm. I think it all depends. This is what I've also learned later in life while, while trying to figure myself out. <laughs> like, oh, I want to be, I want to be the serious girl. Like, I can't. <laughs> I could barely be on time. I was today, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lauren was sitting here. I was two minutes late. <laughs> she was like, she's late? Oh, my God. I could be later. I could be later. I was out of the taxi. I was ch- chatting with my taxi driver. Cause I came, <laughs> took I, a taxi. I took an Uber because it's the most ridiculous way to get to here. It would be like an hour and a half. I asked you if it was complicated. Uh, and you said no, not at all. <laughs> it's not Uber. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was like less than 10 euros to get here okay, so okay. it wasn't like yeah. astronomical right. um don't worry i won't have lunch to pay for it <laughs> <laughs> to pay for it no but it wasn't that bad um oh shoot i forgot what i was saying oh personality. Yeah. oh i was two minutes late because i was chatting yeah. with the taxi driver <laughs> that was what i was gonna say and the other one was uh i've realized that i don't have one set personality and i think that's okay i'm still trying to figure out if that's all right i'll talk to my I psychologist so. about it i yeah. think so um, but then that's like, no one will really see all of you, I think, unless not even yeah. you know all of yeah. you. So it's almost like, don't even worry. <laughs> don't even try. Don't, no, try, but, <laughs> but, but don't worry. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Miss, <laughs> Miss, I like my yeah. approach. Yeah. Miss Wednesday Adams over here. Don't <laughs> even try. <laughs> Just be gloomy and don't let anyone in. Yeah. <laughs> no. I think... <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? We yeah. were in in what do you call it? The Where were we? In a, a oh, like, like a the bar? bar. Is it bear. a bar? Yeah, yeah, bar. University. Yeah, bar university. And we were talking about I don't even know what, but the topic oh, no. same that happens to me all the time. <laughs> but then Spill. people started, really or we started this. talking about Lauren and how she like she Swiss and she doesn't express like her emotions on the outside like they didn't say this they just said lauren doesn't show any emotions (laughs) survival (laughs) i was like thank you no but then we've established that you do if you're like with me i feel like it's survival like i've i've been called emotionless growing up just because i wouldn't show any emotion that's changed thanks to my psychologist (laughs) to my therapist thanks i think for me like, I didn't feel that way necessarily because my dad and my sister are like that. So I'm I'm used to it and I know that people have those emotions. They just don't show them on the outside. But it, it depends on, yeah, the person yeah. that you're with. Because Lauren, honestly, is more talkative now. But to be fair, I talk a lot. And when I'm <laughs> hanging out with her and her dad, it's just me and him back and forth. Poor girl. <laughs> Poor girl doesn't have time to breathe. <laughs> they talk about movies yeah. I don't know. They talk about actors I don't know. They talk about books I don't know. Read. Watch TV, watch shows. <laughs> well, we were Get trying. to the culture. <laughs> we're trying in the beginning of the semester. No. Then it went kind of downhill. A yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah, I was just listening to the, the podcast <laughs> about that. So you know. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I love reading. So anyway, uh, but yeah, um, I guess I, it, no one will never know your true personality. I think no matter what language you speak. Uh, 
but it's it's interesting to try to express it but again like I said I think depending on the language I speak I have a different personality and then it's like how do I express my personality yeah. in this language in Spanish it might be easier for me just because I grew up hearing it and speaking it um but even then I still associate it with family and friends hmm. and non-serious stuff okay. so yeah it's a bit odd I mean no it's not it's normal but <laughs> yeah it's just how yeah how things are We so book club. Yes. <laughs> Hi, this is Brianne. I'm here for part two. <laughs> what have you been reading? Oh, because me, not much. I'm reading two books at this, uh, at this time. Uh, okay. One from Javier Marias called Infatuations, the Infatuations. And the second one from Graham Norton, I think it's called The Keeping, but I'm not 100% sure because I'm researching his books mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he has he has like five or six books probably more and i'm probably confusing them but i think the keeping and the infatuations but how can you read two books at a time uh i've always done that well they're two different stories they're two different languages it's it's, it's like having two different friends <laughs> <laughs> really you know, she has one story and another mm. friend has another so it has a, a completely different voice tone like you know i can read jane eyre and but are you like drawn in to the story. Because what do you do if you're like, oh, I'm thinking about like this one now, like the story, I want to finish it so bad. Like, how can you like switch in between? Again, the same as which friend do you want to call up? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sometimes it depends on the mood I'm in because there's one that's, it's <laughs> talking about death. So it's like, am mm. I in that mood to, okay. to really read about death? It's very interesting, this book, The Infatuations, because I've realized that the writer does what I do naturally and just creates a story out of nothing. Um, what I mean is that the protagonist <laughs> is in a situation where um, she was obsessed with this couple. It's a bit weird, but I'm gonna, we're going to figure this out later when I finish <laughs> the book. But she's obsessed with this couple. It's based in Madrid. And she's obsessed with this couple. Uh, it's from the, I don't know, 1960s. <laughs> maybe. <Sure>. <laughs> maybe <laughs> 80s. Maybe 90s. I don't know. But it's not now. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. Um, she's obsessed with this couple that she sees in the cafe and she um, never talks to them, but she kind of like romanticizes their relationship and she looks at them and she's like, oh, perfect couple, man, wife with two kids. She, the woman, the wife looks, you know, happy. The husband looks like he's dedicated to his wife. The husband dies um, by being stabbed in, I think, Chamberi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, by like a homeless person. And the protagonist comes up to this woman in the cafe and kind of goes like, oh, I'm so sorry. I heard about your loss. Um, She's like, dude, do I know you? (laughs) She's like, no, but I've always seen you here. And she kind of dives into this, into this woman's um, life. I don't know why we'll find out later. Um, But she, she'll see something happen and then she'll explain like the, the protagonist will explain a scenario. And then you realize this whole scenario she made as she's talking about is in her head. Like she'll, she'll, She made up a thought or she believed that perhaps the husband had talked to his best friend and asked him to take care of his wife. She made up that whole thing. She has no idea Mm. if the husband actually spoke to the friend. But she creates, and it's like a 13-page thing of all of this happening. And then in the end, she's like, well, maybe that's what he said. You go, Jesus, wasn't (laughs) that didn't happen? This was all in your head? Like, lady, 
get a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm kind of like that. So you know what? I I create situations or or just imagine scenarios Mm -hmm. in my head from a tiny thing. So I can relate to that. But it's a lot of deep diving into this Mm -hmm. woman's brain. Well, the other book that I'm reading is about a woman who in Ireland who uh, whose mother died, whose mother, whose mother passed away. And she went back to Ireland to kind of clean up the house. And she found a letter from her father, question mark, um, because she actually grew up without her father and she doesn't know anything about him. And in this book, it goes back and forth to when her mother met this man who is potentially the father. I actually think he isn't. (laughs) And the now of the woman and the protagonist trying to figure out who her father is. So it's such a different thing that it's, I'm, I can, I can follow the stories cause they're two, mm-hmm. two different tones. Okay. And sometimes I'm like, who was the father? And I'll kind of go and go to that. And then I'll be like, what's happening with the wife? So yeah, yeah. to me, it's just kind of like calling up a friend and going, so that, that thing you were telling me about that person, what happened? Tell me. <laughs> that's that's how reading okay 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 let's see because i'm always like the person who like i start something i need to finish it so like i'm reading this i'm reading weathering heights and it's kind of difficult (gasps) for me i love weathering heights i loved it too but i read it like in czech translation years ago and now i'm reading it in like the original and (laughs) (laughs) and it's really difficult and I've been reading it for, I don't know, like three weeks now, which in the beginning of the semester, I would like read like a book in half of a week, a book in half. I don't, you know, my disclaimer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would read a book in like half a week. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And, and now I'm in three really days. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a lot. That's, I mean, I think I've only done that once. Really? With, like when I, I read little. a book like in a day also, like when I had time. I've done it before as well. There's books that just suck you in that you go, oh yeah. my God, I yeah. need to know what happens. Mm. And there's others. Like this one, the, the two books that I'm reading is very psychological, mm-hmm. which I'm into now. Uh, normally it wasn't. And actually, Wuthering Heights is quite psychological as it well. It is, it is. So it makes sense that it's taking you a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's very... But then I couldn't like imagine myself like grabbing another book and starting that as well. Because I feel like if I if that one was easier... I would gravitate towards that one all the time and I would never finish this one. But so. eventually you finish the other book. Hmm. And then you have this one left. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It depends I, because they're both quite gloomy. The books I'm reading, I mm-hmm. think there's no out in terms of like a happy-go-lucky romance okay. movie book. So I kind of go. Mm. I'm either talking about death or talking about death. So which one do I choose? <laughs> yeah, the one set in Ireland or the one set in Madrid? <laughs> it's kind of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like Wuthering Heights, and I've I've read it. I was listening to you guys in the other podcast talking about like when you read books at a certain time or Mm -hmm. what is a book you would read for christmas and i actually genuinely was like i don't read during christmas (laughs) because i find i don't want to i don't want to be yeah because there's nothing to me that's jolly enough oh (laughs) so but i do read a lot in autumn and Mm -hmm. fall because halloween is awesome and (laughs) because i'm into these types of things Mm -hmm. because it gives so much ambience like I've said Jane Eyre three times, but Jane Eyre is one that gives a lot of, mm-hmm. of ambiance, um, Wuthering Heights, maybe Pride and Prejudice I read in autumn or, uh, sorry, uh, April, mm-hmm. because it's very like lively and new marriages and stuff like that. But yeah. Christmas time, I really can't think. I know I've just went to the other thing. I really want to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I just, I like gloomy stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I 
saved this book for autumn as well because i bought it almost a year ago like when we came here for the second semester and i just started reading Not it true. like this one because i was like this is like perfect for fall you know yeah so. yeah 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 but now and now you're kind of pushing it because yeah, like, i know almost christmas i know and i'm like i have to finish this before christmas i don't know there might be a christmas scene i don't remember I, to I don't me it was so. all like oh heathcliff yeah and all that fun stuff i love it oh, so yeah dramatic. now i'm in the part with Catherine is like going crazy that's fun. Which time? <laughs> True. Aren't you like at the beginning? Oh no, you're towards. Are you at the beginning? I'm close okay. to the half of the book now. I think that's not close to. Wait. Half. Is it? No. Yeah. It's... Oh my bad. I was like, I was, like at the back of the book. <laughs> 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 I was like, you're not even like a third of the way through. <laughs> you are halfway. Okay. I can't remember the book. It's been a while since I've read it. The book I read normally during this during the time before is also like Frankenstein because I love mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. Have you, you don't like Frankenstein? <laughs> I love it. It's so good. What are you talking about? I'll I'll get back at you later. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about it. No, 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 no. Because I love Frankenstein. Um, maybe it's my idealizing of Frankenstein. Maybe reading it, I'm like, this is so boring. But the concept is really good. I mean, the concept's interesting, but I didn't like the experience of reading the book. <laughs> mm, fair enough. Because of the letters? I don't know. It just made me feel sad and scared, and I just didn't like it. <laughs> That's what good <laughs> the that's book, what's supposed to happen yeah, the, book, the book achieved its purpose of making you feel like you were part of the environment <laughs> i know i know that's why i'm saying it's a good book but so it was well I don't written lauren <laughs> just doesn't like being in a sad no mean mood <laughs> well then don't read the books that i suggest um okay. 13th tale oh i've talked about that so much diane satterfield it's my favorite book to read for halloween my okay. favorite October so you reread books too yeah 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 yeah, just because there's also um, things that you catch that the character does yeah. uh, that you didn't see before. And it's almost like, oh, I should have caught that this character is being sketchy. Mm. They are clearly the killer. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like rereading um, thrillers mm-hmm. because I like figuring out, oh, like, true. having read it, mm-hmm. going, now I know who killed, like, I know who did it or mm-hmm. I know what happened. Or I know what the mystery is. Now I want to know if I could have caught from the subtle way things were happening mm-hmm. in the book. One, that's an indication of a good writer. If you can go back and go. Oh, I didn't catch that. Because you have to be subtle as well. You can't Mm -hmm. be like, this is clearly the guy or the girl. (laughs) Not going to (laughs) be anti-men here, but normally it's men. Um, Yeah, so so I I like rereading these types Mm -hmm. of thrillers during this time. Just to give the ambiance. Because I don't know. (laughs) There's not a lot of new writers that I can can really get my attention, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Like, I know we were talking about the seven husbands Mm -hmm. of Evelyn Hugh. That's one of the... Hugh? Evelyn Hugh? Hugo. Oops. <laughs> I only half read that book. No kidding. <laughs> I read it all. But there's only certain books that catch my attention, to be honest. You like that one? It's, it's newer than... It has some things in it that I haven't seen before in a book. And so probably okay. that's why I liked it. In a sense that I read... I finished it. I don't know if I would reread it. <laughs> all right. Maybe that's, that's my mark. Would Maybe. you reread this book? Yeah. No. I wouldn't. But it, it was an experience. It was interesting. Mm. <laughs> Lauren didn't like it. Huh? I said Lauren didn't like it. I loved it. Oh, really? What do you mean? You made it sound like you didn't. No, I oh, loved no, it. no, you're not that friend. Okay, no, I had a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that friend. <laughs> you're not that friend. I had a friend who didn't like it at all, and she kept messaging me being like, God, what am I, like, I don't want to read this, but it was for a book club. And I went, what page are you on? She's like, oh, she's starting to interview her. Oh, keep, oh, just keep well, reading. Keep liked reading. It at that yeah, point. that was the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kept trying to go, go because my friend is also um, kind of experiencing sexuality in a different way. 
Let's just state it that way. Okay. <laughs> sure. And so I went, maybe you'll like this book. <laughs> maybe yeah. you'll really enjoy it because I feel like it calls to you. It's like, I don't know. I'm like, just keep reading it. She's like, I don't see anything interesting. I'm like, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually she called me later and went, oh, you're right. <laughs> and the first couple of pages are, well, the first like 20 pages are also just them being like, is she going to do the interview? Is she going to not when you know she's going to do the interview? So it's a yeah. little bit. Well, I read a book called The Wonder uh, before the book that I read now, um, that I'm reading, the books that I'm reading now, mm-hmm. um, by Emma Donahue, Donalog, Donna something. She's the writer of The Room. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one? Mm-mm. Of the girl, of the woman who's in a room. For and there she has a little. It's in the point of view of her son. I don't think I know. Oh, it's a good book. Um, <laughs> sad. You probably won't like it. <laughs> no, I like that book. It's really it's it's interesting because it's in the point of view of a little kid who his whole life five years if he's five mm-hmm. like his whole five years was spent in this little room and mm-hmm. you realize that his mother was kidnapped mm-hmm. and so she's in this room and she's been in this room obviously longer than this kid has. and so she has her own past but he has no idea of this world outside and she tries to make this room feel like his whole world Mm. so it's really interesting in this point of view of this little kid just being like oh that's window oh that's that's door like he considers them friends Mm. and then you go poor kid (laughs) like it's 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 a good book but the wonder it's about it's like set in the 18 something 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 1890s, 1860s. And um, this woman goes to um, another town to be um, the watcher of the observer of a girl who says that she hasn't eaten in the past like two months and isn't dying. And the nurse is like, you can't even survive three days without water. What do you mean? You haven't had any food, any, anything in, three, in two months or, or 12 weeks. I don't know. It was, it was quite a while. Mm-hmm. And so they, the town has asked her to come over and be an observer and just watch her 24-7 so that later they can make her like a religious figure. It was in the time when... This sounds familiar, but maybe I, you've just told I, me about it. I've, most likely, because okay. I, I think I was telling you about, which is what you were saying about the whole interview, no interview. Mm. It spends half the book going like, is she, was she eating or didn't she eat? Oh, yeah, yeah. You it was back and it. forth of her just being like the nurse going, but she's starving, but she's not. But she's eating, but she's not. But she's dying, but she's not dead. And like going back and forth, I'm like, figure it out. <laughs> Get back to me when, you, when know. you know what's happening. Like, stop going back and forth. To me, it didn't add anything to the story. Mm. But maybe for other people, it felt like a buildup. But to me, I was like, girl, I got things to do. <laughs> Tell me. But I don't want to skip to the end. So yeah. it was a lot of that. But the ending, yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> you know, I used to always do that, like, first 16 years of my life. No, I'm scared of what you're going to say. No, don't <laughs> tell me what you do. Read the last page. No! Before what? I started. So, <laughs> the first 16, how old are you? Huh? How old are you? 22. So, you, how long have you been reading? I used Six to do that. Years? You used to open up your little three-page book and go to the back and be like, <laughs> train, train got to the station, then go back to their friend, go, I'm good, we're good, we can read this, yeah. it's going to end well. <laughs> My mom does it, and I she hate still does it. it. I mean, the, the last book I recommended her, I told her, like, don't do that, please, you're going to ruin it. And I think she didn't, but she always does that. I don't, I don't see the bad in that. I'm also Most of the time, it doesn't ruin the book. Yeah. I actually, like, there's some books that I have read that, that gives you the ending at the beginning. 
Mm-hmm. I think it depends. I mean, like one on the quality of the book, yeah, and then also of like the story or the genre. Because like, if the book is kind of like the romantic one, where you know, like those are yeah. probably gonna end up together. Yes. Just from the podcast, there was something about no judgment about reading after in Wattpad or whatever. Yeah. Judgment was felt. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, just, I just wanted to put that out there. I heard that and I was like, oh, no. Full judgment, full judgment mode right now. <laughs> okay. And you were like a safe space. And I was like, because I'm not there. <laughs> and now you're here. And now I'm here. And I'm calling it now. I'm kidding. I just wanted to say my, my thoughts on that one. But I, I will go further than judgment was felt. <laughs> okay. okay. And... Then, so if it's, like, this this type of, like, romantic book when you know they're going to end up with each other, it yeah. doesn't matter. But if it's, like, a really good book where the writer's, like, working the whole time to, like, kind of lead you on and so he doesn't, you, know, you don't know, and then you read it. And you're like, well. But that's why I'm saying it's a tale of a good book if you know the ending and you still want to read it. Hmm. Because you know what's going to happen. Like, you know the end point. Mm-hmm. But you go, how did that character get there? That's what drives me for stories. Okay. I know it depends on what you're reading mm-hmm. and what you like. But my personal thing and what I'm really interested in now is seeing seeing the journey of a person. And if I know like I've seen again, I've seen I've seen I've read books where I don't know why I'm picturing this. It's probably not a book I read, but this is probably like um a scene I've seen in my head of a woman in in a ditch with like covered in mud and she's there's rain on her and she's just looking down it's like raining and she's looking down if a book starts that way i'm like what who who is she why is she in that pit Mm -hmm. like how did she get there and it could be it could be thriller it could be a romance it could be whatever Mm -hmm. but you're telling me the woman ended up there how Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i always think it's a good it's a good writer Mm -hmm. if you've read the end and you still go but i want to know how they get there Rather than you read the end because you're like, can I be done with this? Like, true. I don't That's care yeah. about this person's mm-hmm. story. I just want to be able to finish it mm-hmm. and have an ending in my head and then go off to the next one. That's true. true. So, tip for you as a writer. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Make sure, that, make, no sure that, <laughs> make sure. Make sure I'm in it. <laughs> invested. <laughs> no, but maybe probably, yeah. Thinking of the ending and saying... That doesn't that doesn't matter. It's you want to know how that person got there. Mm. That's where you will follow me on this journey. That'll be cool. I'm not a writer. I want to <laughs> be, but I'm not a writer. <laughs> it's very yeah. difficult to be a writer. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Any new books that I haven't gone to a bookstore with you to buy? <laughs> no, I'm still reading the the luster one. I spoke about it two weeks ago, five <laughs> weeks ago. And I haven't continued. Just because you don't like it? Yeah. Well, just don't read it. Life's too short to be reading books you don't like. Uh, I love that quote, but I can't <laughs> live like that. <laughs> I've heard it many times and I ignore it. <laughs> I know, but at this point, I'm halfway through it, you know? What don't you like about it? The way it's written. Oh, then that's, that doesn't, that's why you read a book, isn't it? Because you want to be in another person's head for a book. Actually... Yeah. Quick second, there was a the book that I really like, Diane Satterfield's Thirteenth uh, Tale. It starts out with this woman saying, uh, "She's she's a she's a writer as well, and she works in a bookstore, which is quite cliche, but it's fine." <laughs> um, and she's reading books by authors that she knows passed away, and she goes, I, "It's so interesting to basically be able to go into the mind of someone who no longer is alive." She goes, "I wonder if they feel that someone's rummaging in their head, like hmm. that that feeling of someone having read just like the letters yeah. that I'm. It might." 
go closely to the letters thing, like um, reading something and going, God, this is what this person thought and they're no longer with us. Like, I wonder if they've noticed that as a writer that I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) I believe writers um, will want you to, you, you will want you to go and to be in their head. And if you don't like the voice, it's just a you thing, but it's not a bad thing. No. You don't like everyone in the world. Yeah. You don't sit with them and ask them to give you their story because you're not yeah. interested. It's just how it is. I'd rather spend time reading things that I'm genuinely interested in than sit down and go, I feel bad that I spent the money on the book because I could have spent it on a book that I do like. Oh, no, true. That's the only thing I get mad about. <laughs> problem. Yeah. That's the only thing I got pissed about. Like going, dang, I spent $15 yeah. on this book when I could have gotten the other one that I like. That's the only thing I get pissed off about. I mean, I just, I have this urge to just finish things. So I have to. I can't just, like, put it away. Also, sometimes a book that I don't like in the beginning or even halfway mm-hmm. through, I, like, once I finish it, I yeah. turn to, like, it. True. And then the third thing is that I think, especially, like, if I want to be a writer, if I even don't like that book, it still gives me something. I still, at least I know, like, how I don't want to write. Yeah, or, true, you true, know? true. Yeah, so it could be I a kind of... It could be a learning experience for I mean, a those are excuses, but I'm going to use them. I think it's a good point because they always say emulate, when you first start writing, emulate the person who you who you really like, mm-hmm. uh, whose tone you really like. Because it's very difficult, I think, to catch someone, to keep someone intrigued from beginning to end. Yeah. So difficult. Yeah. And not all books do it. And there's some things that driving theme, like some books, the one with Javier Marias, like she gets so into her own world that as a... F- if she were my friend, I would be so upset with her because I, I wouldn't know what's real or not. And mm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't understand, like, why she's inventing yeah. things that don't exist, which is why I leave her for a bit. <laughs> but then I come back because I go, OK, okay. you also kind of think like me. So let's keep going. I'm self, you know, self-loathing kind of thing. <laughs> I'll just read it. Um, but there's some books that are just genuinely poorly written, whose plot does not teach you anything. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just not worth yeah. finishing. But to each their own. Like I said, I don't have time to be trying to read through a 300-page book. And by the 15th page, I'm, like, not into the story. Or there's nothing redeeming about it. You only give it 50 pages. You can always... not Maybe not. Well, you know, I'm watching a masterclass from Margaret Atwood. And she (gasps) said... So good. And she said that if your reader is not intrigued, I think, like, by the 10th page or if if nothing happens by the 10th page you have a problem yeah so Um, margaret atwood it's scaring me (laughs) but it's probably true i mean there's you can rewrite you can uh, power of editing you know uh, i know but i'm you know the problem of at least like finishing it like at first you know so i can be like deleting things no 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 no. right right i've always been taught when i when i took writing classes was just finish it and then exactly write whatever and then go back and probably delete half of it. <laughs> yeah. But you at least don't have that writer's block because you're not just staring at a, a white screen. You're kind of just words coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was like that. I'll, I'll have inspirations and I've actually had like notes on my, on my phone where I'm just walking and I'm like, I'm going to write this because it sounds really good. <laughs> and then I'll go home and I go, sounds <laughs> terrible. Why did I think this is I so think, good? No, but that's the thing like. You have to write in the heat of the moment, I feel like, because otherwise you're just not going to write ever. I don't know. The horrible thing is it happens to me when I'm in the shower and I'm like, <laughs> I can't get out. My hair is wet. I can't, can't, get, can't get it. And I'll be like, okay, no, I'm like, keep the thought. The phrasing of that was powerful. It was so good, which is why I want to just keep a recorder with me all the time. Because mm-hmm. people will tell me like this, my colleague, um, 
messaged me and he goes, that idea you gave me 10 months ago, I'm going to go through with it. And I was like, which one? <laughs> I have no idea which one you're talking about. And he goes, this one. And I go, I said that? Goes, yes. <laughs> really? And this happens with you as well. You'll tell me something. And I go, when did I say that? Yeah. And he goes, I was with you. No idea. <laughs> so I really... A, need to listen to myself <laughs> and B, need to record myself because I, I find things that I like, but I just forget them. Yeah. So, oh God. Right, being a writer is hard. I admire you. I admire I'm you. not a writer yet. So. Well, aspiring to be a writer is, yeah, I think, really, difficult, but yeah. admirable. I really think it's cool. Oh, okay, thanks. Go for it. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you. I'll try. <laughs> Lauren, what do you want to do? <laughs> oh, no. Don't you, open that door. Yeah, you can do it. I believe in you. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, go for it. I'll try. Yeah. With full gusto. Like, with more enthusiasm, Lauren. <laughs> I'm always sick. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, my God. It's very difficult. Maybe that's the world telling you you need to go into like, discovering a way to not get sick. Hmm? Science? Yes. Join me in the dark side. <laughs> very Join bad me. at it. Yes. I can get you in. I mean, I don't know what that means, but I can somehow get you in the field. <laughs> I can hook you up is what I was trying to say. <laughs> No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'd rather ignore that okay. part of the world. Science? Oh, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. I, was I don't a, think it would do me I feel good. like I'm not smart enough to do science. Not no. smart enough, also I would be so paranoid, even more yeah. paranoid. Yeah, like, even I don't more. need to think about the body and the way things work. See, I find it extraordinary. I find it so cool. I mean, it probably is, but... <laughs> it really is, because I've seen a... Um, I worked in my PhD, um, I was working on stem cells on mm-hmm. well the development of stem cells in blood stem cells specifically mm-hmm. and we had some cancer cells if you guys want to know is hela cells mm-hmm. look that up very interesting history taking from a woman an african-american without her consent and um it's the same cervical cells that she gave for a pap smear or for a smear mm-hmm. um that is still alive today <laughs> that we genetically modify and yeah look into it. it's a really interesting okay. story um but yeah i had this cancer cell hela cell is what it's called uh after the woman henrietta lack didn't know that until i read the book and went mm-hmm. oh hela um and was giving it some molecules and some some nutrients and accidentally without without realizing it tried to create one cell type and created heart cells and put this under a microscope and saw a single cell beating oh my and God. went that's insane your heart beats because it has to because it wants to it does so it synchronizes itself because it's next to each other and it kind of figures out a way to synchronize mm-hmm. but if it was on its own it would still beat if we're alive like you know I'm not saying there's zombies out there <laughs> beating hearts or something <laughs> when you die you die there's no heart <laughs> there's no beating heart if it doesn't have oxygen it's dead but an oxygenated cell <laughs> can be on its own and i saw that on a plaque and was just like this is amazing <laughs> this is so cool it is crazy yeah that the, the your body tries so hard to keep you alive you don't even know <laughs> yeah mine's been trying really hard <laughs> it is your immune system is just kind of figuring itself out but it's trying really hard to keep you alive it's keeping you alive yeah maybe you ate something that was dodgy and so that's why i made you feel sick the other day Maybe. Or maybe because you were taking antibiotics, there's some there's some bacteria in your stomach that just shouldn't that need to be there that aren't. So what do I do? Just 
chill (laughs) and eat normally (laughs) just relax (laughs) don't freak out okay your body's kind of keep you alive it'll figure itself out just kind of nutrient give it nutrients give it regular exercise (laughs) like a dog (laughs) go for a walk give it it a couple walks give it food give it oxygen you'll be fine Mm -hmm. if you throw up you ate grass (laughs) this is what they normally do when they true when they eat grass you're good you're great okay you'll be fine all right if you don't, go to a hospital. But if you're fine, you're fine. Mm-hmm. As she develops a fever. As she <laughs> stares at me. <laughs> if you like this podcast and want to support us, share with your friends. Follow our IG account at Two Strangers Two Friends or leave us a review giving us your thoughts on the podcast. If you want to get in touch, all of our contact information is in the description. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye.